Hello and welcome back to another episode of the FPL Hangover podcast, where we raise the bar and lower the tone, all things FPL related. It has been too long since I've said those words and it feels good to be back in the saddle. You're listening to our first episode since March the 10th and just like the Premier League, we're coming back with some new changes. This is our first remote recorded episode. And that's partially due to pandemic reasons, partially due to wanting to experiment with different ways to produce the show. And I don't think there's a better time than right now. Uh, but wait, wait, wait a minute, hold on to your horses. I, I hear you already, you're saying a remote, you can't do a remote podcast on your own. You're right, you're right. And just like the owls of gahool, you say, who, who, who are you recording this episode with? Well, for his first time ever on the FBL Hangover podcast, allow me to introduce my podcast partner in crime, Seamus. How are you getting on, my friend? I am good. Good to be back recording the pod, isn't it? It is. You thought I was going to introduce someone different, didn't you? I don't know who you're on about there, but uh, I'm kind of used to your long-winded uh, introductions. Long-winded? Uh, the Owls of Gahul? Come on. Is that what you said? The Owls of Gahul? <laughs> yeah, the Owls of Gahul. The Legends yeah. of the Guardians, Owls of Gahul. You remember that film from our exhibition days? Not a clue what you're on about. Oh, come Not on. a clue. There's one person, I can guarantee you, there's at least one person listening to this right now thinking, Owls of Gahul reference? Yeah, in the bag. Zack Snyder animated owl movie. I believe. Oh, well, I can barely remember to like, pre this lockdown what my FBL team was like so you're talking about going back to when we used to work in Extravision 10 years ago plus yeah I can't remember that it's a long long time ago and speaking of how your how your FPL team is uh, lock after lockdown how was life without FPL uh, flipping mother flipping fantastic it was actually <laughs> <great>. <laughs> no it's uh, it's been good I've enjoyed it I mean the first few weeks I think I don't think anyone enjoyed it um, I don't know about you, but I'm certainly kind of a bit, you know, unhappy that I had to kind of stay indoors, not be able to kind of go out and couldn't record a podcast. There was no football on TV to enjoy. Kind of quickly got over the lack of football, I must admit. Threw myself into some Netflix and TV shows and stuff like that. That got pretty tiring pretty quickly. And then uh, not being able to kind of exercise for, what, was it, 2K here in Ireland for a while. That was a pain. Um but uh, yeah, kind of about getting into a routine. And once I kind of got into a better routine and better habits and getting up early and going out and still doing my runs and stuff like that in the morning, I found my, uh, my mental headspace was in a better position. And uh, yeah, I've, uh, I've been enjoying it the last two weeks now. But brag, brag, about brag. ready to get back to, uh, to real life and be able to go to the shops and stuff again. Just bragging, man. How about you? I've been the opposite. You're, you're talking about doing your runs and stuff. I have had a very close relationship with many bottles of wine since this lockdown <laughs> kicked in the beer wasn't cutting it and i was like no, i just i can't be going to the bottle bank all the fucking time with these you know with these beer bottles so wine wine cans, bottle man. uh I'm not, I'm not a cans man i think i've, I've graduated I'm too snobby now to drink cans i mean don't get me wrong if it's you know party or festival appropriate i will bring cans but uh you know if I'm going down to the local, I'm going to pick up some bottles. I think we're going in opposite directions when it comes to drink, uh, because you're graduating from craft beers <laughs> and nice beers to, to wine and becoming an adult. And I listen to, and I'm on Twitter with and follow a lot of people who are into their craft beers and my brother-in-law's into his craft beers. And yeah, I like my craft beers as well, but I did very little drinking over the lockdown until I found, I re- remembered, that I had a 24 pack of Budweiser in the boot of my car since Christmas. Um, that was for like the football club mm-hmm. that never got drank. And I was like, you know what? I've got no beer in the house. And uh, I've been cracking into those. And now I've actually, I thought I disliked Budweiser, but I'm sitting here sipping on a Bud, glass of Bud, ice cold. I'm enjoying it. So yeah, I'm going well, the opposite way. People are going like, oh no, I've got to graduate towards these craft beers, these elegant, tasty beers. And I'm going, you know what? I'm going back to, Drinking Budweiser like I was 18 again. So we're all 
we're fine tuning our tastes and and uh, fine tuning our alcoholism, and you're going, nah, I'm just going to drink a, a big pile of piss. <laughs> if I decide, it says to a drink. lot about me, Jer. It really I does. Think that, that that says a lot about me. Mm. But look, we're getting sidetracked. It's been too long, as I said at the start of the show. What you make of unlimited transfers? I think everyone knows the cut right now. Anyone that's listening to this has definitely looked at their FBL team and they're thinking to themselves, ah, <laughs> double game week. What do I do? It's already gone yeah. to stress level 100 for me. Like I, I don't know about anyone else, but when I opened my team, it was a little overwhelming. You know, it was like, oh, why do I have all these players again? You know, I mean, of course, there's a few where like your Salas, your your Jimenezes and your trends that you're going to go and yeah, I know Kevin KDB, why I have these guys on my team. But I like did not remember having Matt Doherty at all. You uh, had Matt Doherty? I had Matt Doherty. I, I technically still do have Matt Doherty. You must have got him in a few like a week or two before and around the time I got Willie Bolly or something like that. I was making my plays. I was making my plays. But yeah, as I said, everyone knows unlimited transfers are a thing right now. The game is reopened. It's 30 plus to those who aren't hip with the, the new lingo. But uh, we'll probably just refer to Game Week 30 because, <laughs> you know, it's not like Game Week 30 happened. Yeah, unlimited transfers. Have you looked at your team? What do you think? Yeah, I had to look at my team to remind myself who I had on my uh, in my squad. And uh, I'm just looking here at my Game Week. What would have been my Game Week 30 team? And there's players now I'm like, oh, I'm not very happy with, with some of these players. Um, I had Perez in my team. I remember in game week 29, I could have had Barnes. The week before, I went for Perez, and uh, you cleaned up with some massive points that week, something 19 points, I think, or something like that. He got two goals and an assist. I had Perez who didn't play, and I had like fucking some shit come off the bench. So uh, that was a disappointment. So I'm looking at that team, wanted to bin him straight away. I also had Aguero, who did the sum total of nothing yeah. since I got him in my team. Uh, on the wild card, I did my wild card maybe game week twenty five or twenty six. But it worked well for the first week, and then yeah, he was him himself and Traore, Adama Traore did nothing for a few weeks. So I had players in my team that were problematic like that. Um, you, but yeah, and, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, James, but you made tra- changes throughout the uh, the period. Is that right? I did the first couple of weeks. I was like, you know what, these games we don't know when they're going to be back. So I used like I had two free transfers and what would have been game week thirty one even though it kind of knew it wasn't going to happen. Uh, and then I use another one later on as well. So I brought in players like um, my team, if, if I look at it right now, I made three transfers in total. I got rid of Perez, got in Fernandez. Um, I got rid of Aguero in anger, brought in Calvert-Lewin. And uh, oh yeah, so I swapped Willy Bolly with the money I had to Matt Doherty. That was, you know, like by the end of March. Then I quickly just forgot about FPL for a while. So it, being, it became clear that it was going to be pushed back in all 38 game weeks. And I didn't know what FPL were going to do. So I just said I'd leave it. I've been uh, on Twitter again. I deleted Twitter from my phone. Went back on about two weeks ago when they announced the games are coming back. I was like, okay, this is it. It's going to be started. It took a while for FPL to even announce what was going to happen. Um, and I was a strong advocate that what I was saying at the time was wildcard. But what I actually meant was really unlimited transfers. I meant the wildcard that had to be used by the end of the or the game week 30 plus deadline um and i thought that was the most sensible thing to do and i think that's what they've gone with it's going to engage more players i think it's the best way to go people were saying oh yeah but what about those people with wild cards it's not going to benefit them like i think i don't have a wild card i know you do and considering this is a double game week and it's going to be the only double game week of the season unless there's more delays because of coronavirus or something like that put someone like you in a brilliant position that you can free hit into like a team just for double game weeks also play your you know um bench boosts you can fill up 15 players with double game week players and then just wildcard the bottom week straight out of it yeah i think i think it's kind of split people into like i mean like whether or not the unlimited transfers was a good idea is kind of moot at this stage it is what it is there is a limited transfers Uh, i didn't really think too much about it until you know it came back and just dealt with what was given because i was like yeah that makes the most sense as you said it, it kind of exposed it to the the maximum uh, crowd but it kind of it's put people in camps now in basically that not only is fbl coming back everyone's unlimited transfers but we're coming back into a double game week and again 
people, you know, listening to this, they know what they know what the crack is right now. They know that Arsenal have Man City and Brighton away, and uh, Man City have Arsenal and Burnley at home. Do you know, you've also got Sheffield United versus Villa, and what's the other Villa match? Uh, the other Villa match is um, Chelsea, Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. So Sheffield United home to Villa, Sheffield or Aston Villa at home to Chelsea. Yeah, and Sheffield United away to Villa and Newcastle. So like what? It's it's a strange one. It's not only is it the beginning of like restarting the season. It feels like the beginning of a new season, but we're coming into it with a double game week. It's got to be something kind of new. I don't know if I can remember this the closest i can think of to it is the time that they handed out wild cards because the servers were shit in game week one you know and then um all of a sudden game week two was kind of like a a bit of yeah a, there was a oh uh, yeah we're well, not really a wild card but well it, to me i always call that a wild card but i guess you'd call it the same unlimited transfers and what would have been ahead of game week two well i think there technically was that would have been 16 wildcard that season was not the thing did they actually give a chip I actually can't remember I don't know what I'm going to um, no I don't think you could bank it and bring it forward I think you could just make unlimited transfers yeah. if you wanted to that For day sure. um, I could be mistaken so no no you're right with that you're right with that. I just couldn't remember if there's an actual chip I don't even remember if there was actual chips back then because chips are relatively you know I know there was there was I don't know which chips it could have been the uh, all out attack chip could have been in play at that stage but yeah, no, there was definitely um, unlimited transfers at that at that stage, but they had to be using that demo. Um, it, look, it gives advantage to certain people. I was in a, a, in favor of that. Like, I was a proponent of that. Sure, they surely have to do that. It makes the most sense because there are people out there who, kind of like me, would have made those free transfers each week and sculpted their team, which isn't really fair compared to the casual players. I mean, all is fair enough more, I guess, in FPL. So mm-hmm. if you actually has spent the time and then well like you're benefiting from being proactive about it that's all well and good but like that's only really favoring like the fpl nerds <laughs> like myself but i'm not even that much of a nerd in that after a few weeks i was like ah screw this because you don't know what team you're shaping up for for example i got rid of aguero and now he's got a double game week so oh, yeah I probably want to get him back maybe or abamyang i know you had abamyang in your team i don't know if you got rid of him but like you could have gotten rid of these players not knowing that oh I'm just getting rid of a double game week player. Well, that's exactly it. Right. It was due to come back in. Wasn't it due to come back at the start of uh, April or start of May or something like that? And then that got pushed back. Imagine you were making your plans because you were going right. It's coming back in game week 35, and these have lovely fixtures from 35. That didn't happen. Yeah, no, no, 100. percent As you said, I had I did transfer out of Amiens, uh pretty uh, close to when it all came to a halt, but you know that wouldn't have been the case had I known there was a double game week. I can't even remember if it would have been the case. I've kind of put a big whole block on everything, you know, ahead of, of where we are now. Like that's just gone on. Should I say not ahead, but behind. And as far as I'm concerned, it's nine, is it nine game weeks we have now, basically including the double, like 30, it's about nine, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's nine yeah. game weeks. One, like, of, uh, one of its first one is a double. I just kind of want to have a bit of fun with this, you know, kind of pressure off. I mean, it's easier said than done, but kind of pressure off. I, I, we've already spoke about kind of what has this done to leagues. We've seen lots of head-to-head leagues cancelled in people's companies and stuff like that. So there has been knock-on effects. And as far as I'm concerned, I'm just looking at these next nine game weeks with, you know, considering how thick and fast they've come, the different approaches people took to lockdown, i.e. transfers, no transfers, you know, I'm just gonna take take it as uh, take it as it comes. You know. Yeah, it's a free shot at nothing. Um, I'm planning on doing it the same way. I, like you said, it does. It is akin to like a game week one team start of the season. There's no form really. Every team has been off for how many weeks now? That's Nine essentially weeks. it. There is no form. It's just um, fixtures right now. You and know, fixtures are weird because. It's like it's 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 indoor or behind closed doors. Do you know what I mean? So, our fixture is mm. even the same as they were prior to this, do you know? Yeah, great question. So, I mean, I, um, yeah, you can really just go on the fixtures and I think, yeah, maybe not place as much importance on home advantage. Uh, that seems to be what's happened and played out in the Bundesliga. There's a lot more away wins. Uh, there's more away wins than home wins, actually, as it turns out, uh, recently. Um, yeah. I guess you haven't got the home fans cheering you on and uh, pushing you forward and stuff like that. Uh, it just seems to be whoever scores first is more likely to win. 
it's less it's harder to come back into a game you as i said you don't have the rousing support and uh, of your fans to, to cheer you on yeah no you're right i mean what i would say and there's been a couple of different kind of facts and and theories that have come out of bundesliga is behind uh closed door games and as you mentioned uh home and away doesn't seem to be as as significant there's also a kind of a um big like the, the bigger teams seem to be doing better uh behind the closed doors but what i would say is that you know it's a tiny tiny portion of information por- data you know so i wouldn't sample be size, yeah, jumping, yeah, sample sample sample. i wouldn't be uh, i wouldn't be jumping to massive conclusions but it is going to take its toll it is going to be different like you can't really deny that you know players who have spent their whole careers playing in full stadiums going out and playing what must feel like some kind of weird training game to them or friendly slash training game you know that's that's going to be different it's going to have a knock-on effect what effect it is will we know i don't know but uh we're kind of getting into the nitty and gritty of it right now and we'd usually kind of have stuff to discuss you know discuss here digest dissect like what went on in the game weeks past what are we bitching about what was our high points or low points but we don't have any of that shit as you said we don't even have form to really be relying upon so i reckon seamus that it's about time we hit the drunk tank Yeah, so look, I'm going to start with a question we have here from Steve Scully. He fired it into us there only a small while ago when he heard we were recording. Um, straightforward one, basically the best way to get into it. Is it worth doubling or loading up on this week's double game week? And will this be the only double game week of the season? So just to answer the second part of that question, first of all, this is the only planned double game week of the season so far. Um, unless there are delays caused by you know, more coronavirus outbreaks of players testing positive and games are abandoned or cancelled for that reason, which are then postponed to a later game week. Um, but the season is pretty noting. compact. Before, like, you continue that there has been confirmation of a Norwich player recently uh, confirmed mm. positive for COVID-19. And he had recently played in a friendly against Spurs or whatever that was. So... Like that's instantly kind of shook me a little bit in terms of uh, oh this thing could actually fall apart in a couple of weeks, do you know? Absolutely. Uh, hopefully not, but it could. The protocols are saying I read this online actually um, today, and I was working today, so and it could be online for a small period of time. No one seems to be too worried about this potentially causing um, a cancellation of either Spurs or Narch's games. I'd be a bit worried about that. Um, I think this one... putting me off the likes of Rashford and Fernandez a small bit. Like, I have both of those in, like, a kind of a draft I'm doing at the moment. But seeing as that game's out until Friday against Spurs, you know, we may not hear about that until later in the week. But I'll be keeping a close eye if there's a potential for the Spurs-United game to be cancelled because they've been in contact with a player who might have tested positive. That would worry me. Yeah, I think I feel like they have protocols put in place. Like they, it's not like they didn't expect one test result to come back positive. You know, at least one. So I'm sure they have like a, a threshold where it's like, oh, fuck, this is uh, this is where we need to cancel it. But I'm saying that you know, if it in three weeks' time, what are we going to be looking at? I don't know. So. I don't want to dwell on that too much. It puts a bit of a downer on the episode. So we'll just kind of deal with things as they are. But as it stands, Steve was kind of talking about like, uh, is this going to be the only Dumbledore game week? Steve, this could be the only fucking game week. This could be all gone to pot in seven days time. You know? Yeah, true that. That's the way way I'd approach it. Uh, It's kind of how I'm approaching my my chip strategy at the moment. We'll get into that later. And the first part of Steve's... Blast off all those chips as fast as you can before the entire season is cancelled. I saw that. uh, That was when it all kind of came out, like what was going to happen with the unlimited transfers. I definitely saw that floating around Twitter and I can't give credit to whoever said it because I genuinely don't remember. But... I instantly thought, you know what? That's a solid fucking plan. It's just like blast these things out of there because we might not get to game week 30 fucking eight, you know? Yeah. yeah you could be kind of just looking at wherever you finish at the end of game week 33, 34 and have an asterisk next to it. And if you've gotten into the top 50K at that stage, you can say, I finished top 50K that season. But the did... season didn't finish. Yeah, not... well, I still got it. <laughs> I probably would have finished there anyway. 
exactly. Not to cut Steve's question short, what was the first part of it again? Just to make sure we hit it. Yeah, should we load up on double game week players this week as a result? Um, which is a, an honest question, solid question. And um, it kind of depends on your strategy and what chips you have remaining, I think. Yeah, no, for sure. And there's a few more questions, uh, I believe, in the drunk tank that's going to lead us into the different approaches, like what way we can kind of take this. You know, like, yeah, this, um, like I'm cutting across you there, Seamus. It's a bit weird. Yeah. As I said at the top, this is our first remote one. So there's that tiny little bit of lag or something that I'm not used to. Uh, or, you know, it's the visual cues maybe that aren't as. Maybe. Maybe I have no problem usually just cutting across you like when we're sitting next to each other. So I don't know why I'm kind of like being more respectful when we're in different <laughs> different rooms or different apartments. But uh, just to, to go through what the double game week um, teams are, you know, what their upcoming fixtures are, because if you're talking about loading up on these players, Steve, and you you know you don't have a, a wild card, or you don't you know to just move these players out a while you know afterwards. You're going to end up stuck in your team with a lot of Man City players, Arsenal players, Aston Villa players, and uh, who do I leave out there? Sheffield United players. Some of those split teams you may not be too concerned about staying in there. Uh, you know, might go look Man City or a top team. I want to load a Man City. I don't care if I have three Man City players. Sheffield United, they're doing really well this season. I don't care if I have three of those. You probably don't want three Arsenal. You probably don't want three Aston Villa. And I'd even make the case that I'm not sure I want three Man City players. Um, they're not inspiring me to invest. I mean, you got to question how motivated they're actually going to be. The league could be well wrapped up by the time they play Liverpool um, in game week, what is it, 32 plus? Um, we can drop no, the plus, Seamus. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, uh, no, I'm going to do it. Their next few fixtures, okay, they've got like home Arsenal, home Burnley. Um, the first couple of games, the first game week back could be tricky. We're all expecting lots of goals. What we've seen is defenses are a bit crap since the teams come back because it is harder to organize a defense. Once the defense is organized, it can be hard to break down, but it can take teams a few weeks to kind of be on the same wavelength and be sharp. And they haven't been training together for too long. So you, know, you they've expect been training it apart. So I think there's going to be lots of goals. I don't think there's going to be too many clean sheets this first game week, maybe even the second game week. That's my own personal opinion. So there could be goals, but at the same time, Man City are one of these fluid kind of attacking units and maybe it's going to affect them that they haven't been able to like practice their interchanging positions and stuff like that too much in the last few weeks and they've got nothing they've got nothing to play for really the league is gone they're just playing out the league um, they're kind of waiting for the Champions League and we don't know what the story with that is really so I think how much, um, how much do you buy into this they have nothing to play for kind of attitude Quite a lot, as you can see. Yeah, because no, um, I, I would be the opposite in the sense that I, like, I mean, I know if I was a professional footballer and I've been sitting on my hole for the guts of three months, I would be dying to get back out there. Do you know, fucking looking forward to to playing a game again. And yeah, as as we mentioned, there will be differences and and things that will have effects. But I don't know about you know playing for nothing. I think I think they'll be geared up for it. Maybe I'm not giving Man City players enough respect in that regard, but I don't know. I see them as, um, I don't see them as the sort of players that just love football for the love of the game. Yeah. You know, um, I see a lot of these guys as not mercenaries. That's the wrong word. But I mean, certainly I think uh, Sergio Aguero plays better when he's, it's a bigger game, um, you know, or when they're playing for the league title and stuff like that. I think if they're playing a nothing game and seeing out the season, like the, the first season under Pep Guardiola when it was apparent they weren't going to win the league, they didn't seem too arsed. You know, seasons under, like their final season under uh, Pellegrini as well when they weren't going to win the league and stuff like that. Again, they just went through the motions. Like, no, that, that, I think they're that sort of team. That's a, that's their fair points. I can completely see where you're coming from there. And then on the other side of it, the flip side of it, you have the likes of Villa who have, as we said, home to Sheffield, home to Chelsea, and everything to play for. Like they're fighting for their lives in the Premier League. So, like, I assume what you're saying about City being maybe a little bit lackadaisical, you would dis- discount completely for Villa. Yeah, that's true. Um, they will definitely be motivated. However, they have awful fixtures. That's the only problem with Aston Villa. So, 
Definitely, I want uh, an Aston Villa player in there for this game week. You know, Jack Grealish, Jack G, definitely someone I want. Uh, I consider it's not essential. You know, you could find better options there, but I think he's a great option, uh, considering you know he takes kind of set pieces and things like that as well. Um, you know, home Sheffield United, home Chelsea. If we're if I'm going by my theory that there will be goals, um, that they won't be too many clean sheets. Sheffield Wednesday. Someone's going to score it on Sheffield Wednesday. I imagine Jack is going to be involved in this. Um, same with Chelsea. Chelsea have, have been okay at the back, especially away from home. But, uh, yeah, they could be leaky. This would be their first game back. You know, by that stage, Aston Villa will have had played a game. They'll be a bit more warmed up. Uh, they might have been a better flow or attacking kind of flow by the time they play Chelsea. Um, and, That's a good uh, yeah, point, they could, actually. They could, be, they could be better. That's something I had not considered is that that first game against Sheffield United is probably a little bit of an advantage maybe uh, for Villa. Do you know, as you said, like Chelsea is still kind of, you know, waiting behind that curtain. Don't They haven't come out yet. They're still kind of, you know, a little bit anxious, a little bit kind of, how's this one going to go? Villa have kind of shaken that off. They've got the ring rust, hopefully, nice and loose around the joints. Yeah, now. and they'll, it, they're both home games, so they'll have played in that stadium. They'll have experienced it. It might be weird. You know, it depends. You don't know how players are going to react. Mm. But um, they will have shaken a bit of ring rust off, as you say. And then um, those are two tough home games. They're, those are two teams that are pretty good away from home um, and are hard to break down. And uh, then, yeah, Newcastle away isn't too easy. They're tough fixtures. I don't think I want three players in that. I want Jack Grealish. I'm not going to load up on Samara. Not going to get an Aston. We're not going to near an Aston Villa defender, so I'd be careful loading up on those guys. Fair enough. What what else have we got in the drunk tank? I'm sure we can bait around a bit more of that. Like, should you be loading up on double game week players? But what have we got? Yeah, we have a we have a few different questions here now. Some of these are kind of like rate my teams. What do you think on this? Um, Key in FPL on court asked the question: For those of us without a wild card in our back pocket, do you feel a strategy of using a bench boost in game week 30 plus? with a balance uh, of approximately nine double game weeks and six single game week players, is that being overlooked? Would save the free hit chip for later days if it's ever needed. So what are your thoughts on that? Um, He doesn't have a wild card in his back pocket, like myself. Um, Do you think uh, use the bench boost in game week 30 and just try and get maybe nine double game week players in there? So you don't have to load up on... I'll let you take that, Seamus. As you said, you're the one that doesn't have... (laughs) <laughs> the wild card like what are you, what's your approach here okay say I'm saying immediately there I only want Jack Grealish for Aston Villa that means I've got to get eight going in his strategy you want eight players from Arsenal City and Sheffield United I'm not sure about that I could see going for triple Sheffield United I could easily see going for like Henderson Defender and Fleck or yeah. triple Sheffield United defense maybe even I don't know um They've got decent games. You know, they've got Aston Villa away, Newcastle away. Then they've got Man United away, Tottenham at home, Burnley away, Wolves at home. So, yeah, two tough home games in their next five game weeks. Um, so a lot is going to depend on their away form. Four of their 10 clean sheets so far this season being away this season. So they can keep away clean sheets. Um, the only thing to make a note of there is that Henderson is going to be ineligible to play Man United in game week 31+. plus. So that's his home um, the team he's known from so I'm going to, if I'm key, I have him on my team I'm going to keep him I got to find a substitute keeper who's going to play in game week 31 that's something to keep an eye on but uh, yeah I could go for three of those guys just getting back to the double game we could go for three of those don't know if I want three city players you could definitely get three in there but it's going to take up a lot of your budget because they're premium yeah but, yeah we're all going to want De Bruyne he's, 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 a, he's a lock that's well, that's the thing. Answer. I think. I think between De Bruyne and and maybe Jack Grealish, like you're going to have two of the most highly owned players going into this game week. But like hitting on the kind of finer points of Keane's question there, and I think it's interesting because it's something I hadn't thought of. Is like, do you bench boost in game week thirty as opposed to free hit? For because from what I'm reading and listening to, a lot of people who have the wild card or who don't have the wild card are thinking, oh. If their team isn't set up, I'll free hit, uh, you know, ignore the unlimited transfers. Or if the team is set up, should I say, I'll ignore the unlimited transfers and, uh, you know, just kind of go straight into 
keep the free hit and go straight into the the following post double game week matches, you know? Yeah. The bench boost is not really going to be a better use in a later game week because if you use it in a different game week, they're all going to be single game week players. Yeah. So you could use it this week. I mean, this is as good a week to use it as possible. But I do think I prefer the strategy of having a free hit and then just loading up on City players for, you know, what are pretty two pretty good fixtures, you know, Arsenal Burnley. I know Burnley can be tough to break down, but again, if you go with the strategy, they don't really have a whole lot to play for. They're not going to get into Europe, really. Um, and yeah, they're probably going to be eager to get back and playing. But um, yeah, maybe, you know, they're sort of going to take a week or two to, this is going to be their first game back. Man City will be warmed up against Arsenal, who are a competitive team. So maybe they're going to be on it against Burnley. Maybe Burnley first game back are kind of going, well, let's, let's go out there and keep solid. But first game back aren't going to be as together or close or compact as they usually would be. Once one goal goes in against Burnley or two goals against Man City, sure, it could end up four or five. Who knows? So it could be like, yeah, load up for Man City players in that game. Go for triple Arsenal. I wouldn't want to keep triple triple Arsenal more than they, like you know, a single game week. So the free hit option, I think Keane is touching on there, is definitely something I need to look at a bit more and I'm going to play around with. But he's talking about yeah. leaving the free hit, not touching the free hit, you get me? Like, uh, as in kind of basically balancing out his team and I wouldn't say oh, we're right. yeah. weathering the storm, but like you get me like kind of just kind of bench boost and preparing his team enough that he can carry it and free hit at a later stage, which I think is a completely valid option. Do you know what I mean? There's like, yeah, like as you said, the, you kind of touched on if you are like for myself, I have the wild card. So it's easy for me to basically focus down on the double game week. But I, I swear to God, if I wasn't holding a wild card, I would have very different thoughts about tripling up on Arsenal, like you said. I'd be going, like, I don't want to be fucking going into game week 31 with three Arsenal players. I mean, like, yeah, Southampton away and Norwich are fine, but I don't know if I want to be relying on Arsenal. For my FPL points between now and the end of the season, we saw what it was like before the break. You get me? Absolutely. And it's the same with Villa. Like, if Villa, you know, as you said, have horrible fixtures and... Wolves game week 32, Liverpool 33, Man United 34. They have an away match against Newcastle in 31, but you don't want to have three Villa players. Maybe the Grealish could see you through for a while. Do you know that kind of way? Definitely not. No, so I couldn't agree with you more on Aston Villa. And you do make a good point that the the next three game weeks for Arsenal are actually really good. But I don't really want to be relying, like you said, on Arsenal players for the points. I mean, you can kind of rely on Aubameyang. But do you want to have be relying on Leno as your keeper? Maybe you can get a clean sheet there. I don't know. I have a draft. Pepe is expensive. I have a draft of my uh, my double game week team at the moment. Just a quick draft that I kind of did a couple of days ago. But I was looking at it before we came on the air, and my initial draft had three Arsenal players: Aubameyang, and then in Ketia or Necktie as we call him, and uh, Saka. To get me, they were the only three I had, and the two were ma- basically budget enablers. And I'm still wavering on whether that's a waste of a bench boost or not. I'll come to that later yeah. or not. But I don't want those three players kind of outside of this. As this, I mean, if I kept them, I wouldn't be playing them. They wouldn't be in my starting eleven. You know, Saka and uh, and Ketia, they're not going to be in my starting eleven. You know? No, no, no. Hundred percent agree. Um... At least you'd have a few weeks to kind of get him out there. But that's why I think, I know, sorry, Keane wasn't actually saying, go for like, what about the free hit? He was actually saying, but save our free hit. I think this is a fine week to do a free hit because you could actually load up on these players and not have to be stuck with them. If your team is in good shape other than that, which my team pretty much is, I would like to get um, Rashford in there. I think he's going to come back now that he's returned from injury and be in good form. Um, Yeah, he would be somebody I would would really like, but... um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, I think it's... I'm looking at my team right now with the unlimited transfers that I make, I have in front of me. I've got six double game week players and I'm talking about doing my bench boost. So I'm going to be relying on a lot of single game week players anyway. All right, all right. Uh, I think it's a, a, a possibly a sneaky little plan, Keen, and you should consider it. It could be... It's hard to tell what the majority is going to do because you just hear the... You know the the loudest a lot, and listening to FPL 
Twitter and all that stuff, you kind of realize that mm, that's not necessarily what everyone's going to do. That's just what a very small portion of, of, of people are going to do. So if it was like that everyone was going to focus on this double game week and you held on to your free hit and kind of maybe thought, no, maybe the double game week is a bit of a trap and could see myself through it. Then the last game week of the season is a perfect time for that free hit. If you ask me, it's like, it's almost like another world card. You know, all the teams are playing at the same yeah. time. Uh, you might get a bit of leaked team information. And uh, yeah, it's like, it's just like you're going into that last week with the team you think will get the most points. Do you know, which I always kind of like. Yeah, you know, and it's uh, the game last game of the season is always notoriously hard to predict which teams will bother showing up and which teams yeah. won't. It's an exhibition match for some teams. It's, uh, you know, something else for other, you know, some teams are relegated, some teams are battling hard. So it's really hard to kind of predict. And this season could be even more unpredictable than most because of uh, the fact that, you know, the league has kind of been suspended for so long. The other thing to be aware of is. This there's going to be five five sub uh, five subs in a game, right? That's there is, like but they can only be made at three three intervals. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. what we've learned from the German league is that there's been a lot higher percentage of injuries um, since people have, teams have come back because to go from like not training or playing competitively for so many. Uh, weeks to playing at a competitive level there's a lot of um soft tissue injuries that are going to knock you out for just two weeks two weeks could miss you three game weeks in this period you know because they're coming so thick and fast um so you're going to see lots of injuries not more injuries at least uh, so we're going to need to be using our benches a whole lot more so you can't really have dead players but the other good thing about it is you're going to see a lot more substitutions so the likes of uh Nketiah and uh you know, Isaac Hayden, players who might be your fifth player on uh, on a team, uh, Saka, you know, who may not get game time in another game week, will get game time. The likes of Williams for Man United, if he doesn't start, he will come off the bench. So there's going to be points here and there. Yeah. Um, whether that's for good or for bad, I don't know. I mean, it's probably good for bench boosts, but um, you're probably not going, you know, there's not going to be a situation where like, oh, I really hope this player doesn't come on because I want to get these points off the bench there's a good chance if somebody's in around or just on the edge of the first team, if they don't play, there's a more of a chance they'll come on. So, um, yeah, that's it. I mean, that's good for those fringe players like Nekatia that you're talking about, things like that. Who's the other guy that plays up front? I can't even think of his name. Plays up front for Arsenal that we had in our teams for a while. Well, Lacazette. (laughs) (laughs) Well, look, there's an honest question. Maybe someone like Lacazette or Gabriel Jesus for Man City. What about those guys? They're going to be like Aguero, Likes to be hauled off already with all these games coming so thick and fast. Maybe he's coming off after 55, 65 minutes again, and Jesus is getting 35 minutes plus getting 65 the next game. So, Lacazette could be the same. Honest questions that, we need to kind of consider here. Um, Ballsy, I'd still say go with the most nailed on option, which is, you know, Albamiang and Aguero. Fair enough. Fair enough. Complicate things. I hope we didn't. Uh, keep it simple, Seamus. You know. Keep it simple, Seamus is right. That's a bit of a tongue twister. I hope we didn't butcher that too much, Keen. Uh, Seamus, what else have you got for us in the drunk tank? I think it's uh, FPL. Sorry, go on. You think? No, I was just going to say, at FPL Rogue is asking a question. Like he plans on bringing in Pogba in a couple of weeks' time. I don't know why a couple of weeks and not straight away, but uh, he's wondering, will he be a bandwagon by then? And if yes. Should he rejig his master plan now? So yeah, he thinks his bug is going to be big in a few weeks now that he's back from injury and seems to be um, playing alongside Fernandez. Should he just get him in now, or should he hold off and wait a couple of weeks? What do you uh, think? I definitely wouldn't get him in now. I think that's uh, that's dreadfully quick. I think you can definitely see how he sits in with Fernandez and and United. I mean, when was the last time he played for United, James? Do you know? <laughs> oh, it has to be by around Christmas time. Exactly. Fucking yeah. January, I think even maybe? even then it was just a handful of games. So no, I think it's a must and a must wait and see. But in regards to whether he'll be a bandwagon in a few weeks, I don't think he will. Rogue. I think Fernandez. Uh, I think the options are too strong and in Manchester United right now. Now this is all assuming that they continue the same form they had at the end of, at the end of, before the break. But the options with Man United between Rashford. Out of position, Martial, Fernandez, and if Pogba was to come good, that's going to dilute it automatically. Because I think people are going to load up in the likes of Rashford and Fernandez. They're going to be they're going to be massive picks, and I think Martial will be the classic. You know, oh, he's out of position, and you know, 
relatively like cheap. I think he's you know in and around the same prices. Um, yeah, I think he's going to dilute it. So I don't think he'll be a bandwagon, but I also don't think um, there's much of a panic to get him in. It's absolutely the opposite of a bandwagon. I'd say, what's the opposite of a bandwagon, James? Yeah, damn squib. A damn squib, possibly. Maybe. I've never. I would even... say this: Martial is always classically underowned in that you know he could be scoring like the same or similar points to someone like Rashford or Pogba, and he will be the less owned of all those players. Um, yeah. So uh, that, yeah, but he will definitely attract uh, some attention away from Pogba. I do think that Fernandez is the bandwagon du jour, and I think he will already, you know, he's already on like 17% ownership, will continue to get owners. I'd be going for him, but I would keep an eye on Pogba too. Pogba is only ever like a haul away from getting a massive bandwagon. So if he scores two against Spurs, you can all, you'll see investment starting to move towards him. Do you not but, think um, Fernandez is going to put a bit of a block on that? Well, I, I want to see the Spurs game. I want to see how they line up. And, you know, I assume Fernandez is going to be playing the more advanced of the two of them. Yeah. Um, and Pogba would be kind of put in a kind of more box-to-box position alongside your Fred or McTominay, with Fernandez kind of in a free position in front of them, of the, the head of the tree. I don't think but, it matters uh, what yeah. fucking position you put Pogba in. He's going to play however the fuck he wants. <laughs> like, yeah, you can yeah, give him so rough guidelines. Link. Yeah, exactly. They play... Who did they play against there? In the uh, they played against was it West Brom? Is that right? Um, yeah. This uh, yesterday, I think, and they played them twice, and they lost two one, and they won three one in the second game. They kind of played two different games, so something like that, I think I heard. So they lost one game to West Brom. So when they're playing together, so maybe it's going to take a bit more time to settle in and get used to it than we we realize. Yeah. No. Exactly. But good question, Rogue, and. Uh... He also alluded uh, to any secret barbers that we might know around the place. I believe he's 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 let the freak flag, f- you know, fly high for the last couple of months, Seamus. Mm, yeah, it's like that um, Bruce Springsteen song. He's got a secret barber. Has he? It's a great song. <laughs> yeah. It might be Secret Garden, but uh, I think Secret Barber works better. In this. I'd listen to that song about a secret barber. Yeah. Uh, either way, I'm not divulging any barbers I have at the moment because uh, actually, no, Seamus, you will divulge some information. Uh, please, I don't know who has been my cutting illegal your hair? barber trade. Who's been cutting your no hair? Who's been cutting my hair? No one's been cutting my hair. That's, it's it's cutting, That's as long as it's gotten three months. Yeah, well, I just cut it just beforehand, so uh, in that sense, so it's not too bad. Um, yeah, back inside, I got the wife to kind of trim at one stage, and it's kind of getting getting long again, but. No, yeah, for those for those who aren't aware, this episode is also being recorded visually for the first time, another first. So, uh, yeah, some things mightn't transfer <laughs> straight through to audio, but for me, uh, that was perfect. You got to see Seamus uh, show off the back and sides. What more do you want for your... your Playing with the all hair, yeah. yeah. If this ever gets out there, you'll, you'll get to see what, what I look like and what you look like. I think you look exactly like everyone thinks. Like an intergalactic spacecraft haulier, as FPL Chieftain yes. once called me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that was probably the nicest thing anyone ever said to me in my life. So I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. He's a nice guy. Um, all right, so we've got a few more uh, questions in the drunk tank. Now, a lot of them are related to actual individual teams. Do you want to go through some of these? Yeah, I mean, like, bait out some of the interesting things about the teams, you know? Yeah, so look, one of the teams here is from um, Arrogant Denai. Um, at arrogant and I underscore um, and he's look, looking for a possible review on his team I don't know if he would want to go through the entire team here because it's going to bore our listeners but he's um, showing up his team here and he's saying look what do we think his plan is possibly so he's got Maris in there for the double game week and he's talking about in game week 31 plus swapping Maris out for Bruno Fernandez. so he doesn't have Bruno Fernandez in there at the minute he's got a uh, double man city in Maris and De Bruyne Ederson and goals and um, what do we think of that team? Have you got the team up in front of you? Yeah, no, no, no. I'm I'm getting to it. I just realized then I was like, oh, I need to see this one. Uh, but no, I have it here in front of me, yeah. Uh, yeah, I actually looked at these all today and I like that team. Uh, I'm assuming this is, you know, there's no, this is just unlimited transfers by looking at it and he's going to carry on into game week 31 and whatnot with these guys. So, I mean, I actually like this team. I mean, there's players in there that we should be talking about with the likes of 
Mares. Like, what's your thoughts on Riyad Mares? Not a big fan of Mares. Could end up being a genius move. Yeah. Um, but just the fact that Sane was like already almost back training before um, before the lockdown happened, he's surely got to be ready to go back into the team now. So Mares's minutes could be managed to the best of times anyway. If they've got a full complement of players available, I'm not going to be confident in Mares getting more than 45 minutes in a game. May not start, may come off the bench. Obviously, as I said, with five transfers, I'll expect them all to get minutes and he can do damage off the bench anyway. Five substitutes. But, yeah, I don't know. Then you're already locking in a transfer for the following week. So um, for a double game week, it's not a bad punt. I I don't know how much money you have left over. I don't know what price Sané is, but I'd like to, I'd nearly like to trust Why Would you be there. taking a Sané ahead of Maris, James? Is that what you're saying? I think Maris is the wiser choice. But, you know... <laughs> No, it is. It is. I'll yeah, fair enough. Not, I just I'm wanted not. to clarify that. Sorry. I think <laughs> I would like to. I'd like to take a risk, and I'd like to. You know what? I'm going to be that cunt that plays fucking. See, I don't. Game. I think if you're not uh, wildcarding out of this, like you know, like the likes of myself, who's, you know, possibly going to go mad at double game week and wildcard straight out of it in 31. I don't know if I'd even, and I wouldn't even try Sané. And I'm, as I said, coming straight out of it. I don't know if I, and as, as we mentioned, it looks like. Uh, Arrogant and I doesn't have uh, doesn't. But he's talking about getting rid of Maris the following week anyway. So you're assuming yeah. he's going to get rid of Sané the following week. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, fair enough. But uh, I don't yeah, know. that's it's, a good point. I've never been a big fan of like when Maris is in form, I like him and yeah. when I know he's in the team. But you never know what Pep's going to do anyway, and who knows if he's got how much minutes yeah. he's going to get. So. To- yeah, I mean, other than that, the team does look solid. Um, I mean, I'd there's be... not a whole lot more you can do unless you unless you bomb Salah out of there and try and invest the funds elsewhere. If I was to, and we're kind of taking a big assumption here, but I'm going to assume that this is the team that's going to see him through past the double game week towards the end with his weekly transfers. Maybe he's got a... Like, even with a bench boost, actually. Yeah, he probably has a bench boost because you could play all those. Yeah, he, has, he hasn't said. He might have a bench boost, but if he is, then he's playing Lascelles and Hayden. But yeah, um, and do you know what? They don't have a terrible fixture this week. I mean, Newcastle have a home to Sheffield United. I can see that being fucking nil-nil. Easily see that being nil-nil. And there you got your clean sheet for the cells. My point is just that it's actually a, a pretty decently balanced team. Like, there's enough United cover in there. They've still got its, its Liverpool, its City. You've got the likes of Cameron Lewin. you got Jimenez. Yeah, I, I, I think it's a decent team. A lot of balance there. No, I think it is a decent team. I mean, yeah. Newcastle as well have got the new owners coming in. You're going to think there's going to be a lot of positivity around the club. I think these are, you know, you're talking about teams that are going to be motivated. I think they're definitely going to be motivated. They're going to want to show that they want to keep me on in this new regime. Um, I don't want to be one of those players that are just bombed out of there with new players coming in. They want to keep the likes of me. So I think um, like Lascelles could be is a good option who he has there and things like that. Yeah, um, he's very cheap. I like cheap. the Fleck pick. You he's know, good. I like the Fleck pick which he has, yeah. and he's got Maguire in there. United defender may not be a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got me addicted now. I'm looking at some of these other uh, pictures that's been sent in. We've got one of the drunk tank from. Conk FBL, he's a, a regular in the show, and he's saying, "Sorry, James, I'm going to jump across your thing." No, you go for it. He's saying, "Should I try get Albin and lose value? I really want to try attack the first week back. I bought Salah for twelve point three and DCF five point nine. I have my second wildcard to clean up any mess I make after this game week." And I think, like again, we're not going to read out the team from scratch to from start to finish, but. There's a couple of things that's interesting interesting me right there in the sense that he's got three Sheffield United defenders straight across the back. He's got Egan, Basham, McConnell. Like that's an yeah. approach people are surely thinking of. For those that are it's clear that he's attacking this game week one way or another. Whether he goes full tilt or not is a different story. But he you know, he's he's well carrying out of this, like with three Sheffield United players, aren't you? You're not gonna continue them outside of game week thirty. No, he's got his bench boost um, available. I can see that here because it shows his shifts that he's got available. Yeah, I assume yeah. he's playing it because he's got Leno and Saka on the bench. So obviously Saka is like a cheap Arsenal player, but look, and um, he's got that. So he's got one, he's got three, six, seven, eight, nine. He's got nine double game week players, six single game week players. So that's a good start for a bench boost. Um, and he, as I said, he can free hit out of it. Um, Sterling is a really good interesting option here he's keeping Salah but his forward line is weak then with Abraham he's got competition from not only Giroud and Batshuayi but now Timo Werner but that's um, kind of is Timo Werner with Chelsea now? 
He is, right? Is he available? He's, I don't even know if he's in the game. Has that been confirmed? That's a great I'm not question. I'm sidetrack it, but I'd be very surprised if I haven't seen Timu Werner mentioned once in all of the podcasts I've listened to since we started, since it all came out. I haven't listened to a single one this week. I haven't all listened right. to a single one this week. So I'm going to just say, no this. way is Timu Werner in the Chelsea squad right now. How would that be fair to the rest yeah, of the terms, teams? Well, but, uh, no, terms... Uh, t- terms haven't been uh, confirmed. Yeah, I mean, but after signed the... and being able to play in the previous seasons a bit different, isn't it? I think actually, is it the first of July? Think players are able to sign up. Yeah, I think it's first of July. He might be able to sign up. I don't know. Either I don't way, know. just but uh, yeah, he's got Abraham against Aston Villa. Could be good shows. Yeah, uh, Andre Ayew, Calvert Lewin. I think I would go for. I mean, in my own team, it's kind of the same. I've decided I can either have Salah or Aubameyang. And at the minute, I'm kind of edging towards Aubameyang, if I'm honest. Got better fixtures than next three. I That's don't know what how Should he try and value, you know, like, and lose value? So, I mean, first of all, like, what's your thoughts on, on value? Like, I've seen people say, this is the reason you have, you, you build up your value throughout the year is so that you can take advantage of it right now, do you know? So, I mean, like, do you, like, for me, for example, there's a couple of players that if I was to get rid of for the double game week, I'd lose little niggly amounts. You know, like the, the likes of Salah. I think I got him at 12.5. He's now 12.7. Do you know what I kind of, Or I get 12.5. That's only 0.1 you're losing. Uh, but yeah, either way, my there's a three or four, like Jimenez, Doherty, yeah. and Salah. I'm losing little bits. And it probably add up in total to about half a mil. But like, do you, would you worry about value right now? Like, Not too much. Not in Kang's case in that he bought Salah for 12.3. So he's talking about if he sells him and he's at 12.7, now he gets 12.5. He loses 0.2. You could always get Salah back. And you can also go to Mane, who I think is 12.5 as well. Um, I would uh, I would consider it. I wouldn't not sell Salah because of value, because you can get onto him pretty easily anyway. Yeah. Um, he's talking about should he sell Calvert-Lewin. Now, I'm just going to just check some prices here. Um, he bought Calvert-Lewin for 5.9 and I'd have to double check what Calvert-Lewin is going for right now which I can check pretty quickly actually because I have him in my team um, He's Calvert-Lewin 4. right now is 6.5 Five, 6.5 now yeah, yeah. Tammy Abram 7.5 so he's talking about should he upgrade Calvert-Lewin to um, so he'd lose like 0.3 on, on him on, Calvert, on Calvert-Lewin and 0.2 on Salah so he's losing about 0.5 I would say maybe get rid of Abraham and upgrade him to Aubameyang if you're going to get rid of Salah. But that's what he's saying. Ones. That's exactly what he's asking. Should I just get Alba in? You know, I think that's what he's thinking. Yeah, but he's talking about should he get Alba in for DCL because he's wondering about the, the value he's tied up in DCL. Yeah, because he'd be making the money DCL. for Salah. You get yeah, me? But I'm be... asking about... Yeah, but if he keep it... But, uh, I'm saying, why are you looking at DCL when you could just look at Tammy Abraham? I know Tammy Abraham has a oh, nice yes, picture. I understand. But you. Tammy Abraham's more expensive than DCL. So maybe consider yeah. getting re- keeping DCL if you're worried about the value in them. Because Calvert Loon is a player I'm quite interested in keeping as well. Um, because I have him in my team. He's been playing unreal this season, scoring lots of goals, been doing really well. And I think that Ancelotti is going to inspire everyone to have a decent end of the campaign. Maybe they won't. But I think he'll have a time. Not many managers who come in mid-season will have a time to impose a philosophy and strategy onto their team. Um, they just kind of have to get in there and do it. And he's done quite well, but recently not so much. The last few games before the lockdown, they've kind of fallen off track a small bit and dropped down the table. I think they're in 12th now. But uh, I think they could really push on here and kind of finish in a good position at the end of the season. Maybe not fifth or sixth, but I think they could get to eighth maybe. Yeah, no, Completely agree with you, Seamus. I think can't go for it. Uh, fuck the value, go attack. And I do agree with you, Seamus. I think if I was to sacrifice a striker there, it would be Abraham as opposed to to Calvert-Lewin. I think he's a more exciting option. And as you mentioned, you have the wild card to fucking clean it up. I mean, Jesus Christ, there mightn't even be an FPL in five weeks. If that's what you're leaning towards, don't don't overthink it, you know? Yeah, and as you said, he's got the wild card to clean it up, so... I guess he's talking about for one game week. I mean, that sounds like he's looking about getting Calvert-Lewin back in. Just, I'd hold on to Calvert-Lewin. Calvert-Lewin could do business against Liverpool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck me, there's a lot of teams this week with yeah, questions, is. isn't there? Yeah, uh, yeah. Let me get up the uh, the next team here. So who do you want to... Which team we look at next? I'm looking at FPL Granada right here. Okay. 
could you do a quick analysis of my team? Weak links, Reina Louise O'Connell can be done from a very lens of this name. So um, he has a team here with three Sheffield United players in it, two defence, Egan O'Connell and Fleck. Got triple City, De Bruyne, Aguero, Laporte, Aubameyang in there, Grealish and Douglas Luiz. He's really gone for all out for the, uh, the double game with players. That's how you fucking do it, man. That's how you go for a double game week. I like it. Uh, yeah, there's there's yeah. things I could nitpick there. I could nitpick having an Arsenal defender. I could nitpick, you know, a, f- a few bits and bobs. I'd be worried about the likes of Laporte. What's Douglas Louise going to return? But that's a fucking strong ass team, man. It's pretty good. Um, look at his forward line, man. That's good. Yeah, that's like that's pricey, the, the yeah. big make weight there. I uh, I think Granada is like you obviously have no Liverpool attacking cover, and yeah. assuming that's just for one week, like just for the double game week, I think that's fine. I mean, I'm not too sure how Liverpool away to Everton is going to go. I think. Yeah, be an interesting game, but I wouldn't want to be captain in Salah this week, you know. So here's a question for you. So here's a question for you. It's not one we got in from anyone here. Any of our questions? Um, Who would you rather have this week in your team? You know, Salah or Sterling? They're about the same price. They're twelve point something. You know, Salah's more expensive. So just Um, just Sterling's got two games. Just this week only. For the next two or three. Okay, well that's but we'll break it down into two parts. We'll say. Uh, just this week, first of all, okay. Just Arsenal this week, Burnley at I'm home. going. Yeah, just this week, and I think it's fair because you said there is a lot of people approaching this week as almost a, a freebie. Uh, yeah, no, this week I'm going Sterling. Now this is kind of annoying me because I have Salah in my team, and I'm going. Why am I talking myself out of it live on the podcast? But I would this week only. Yeah, I'd go Sterling. Uh, two game weeks. I think he's definitely going to get minutes in both games. I don't know how much, but fuck it. You know, I'd go Sterling. But if I was going more than this week, like two or three weeks, I don't have a wild card out of game week 30, I'm sticking with Salah. I, yeah, I don't like... I mean, just to go through Liverpool's um, fixtures, just to kind of give you a kind of perspective on it. So Everton away, Merseyside Derby, it'll be hard, uh, especially after having the break. But, you know, you still make Liverpool favourites. Um, then Crystal Palace at home. So, yeah, you know, you'd expect Liverpool to do well there. Then they're away to Man City. So two of the next three are pretty tough. Whereas, who do we say, uh, Sterling? Like, yeah, their their fixtures aren't immediately great as well. As I said, you've got the double this week. Then they're away to Chelsea next week, which is tough, and away to at home to Liverpool the following week. So really, City only have this one week. You'd kind of go, you know what, Sterling over Yeah, where? that's what I'm saying. Sterling over Salah. If it's one week only, I'm Sterling. If it's any more, I'm yeah, and that's because it's a double game week. If this was a single game week, I wouldn't yeah. be saying Sterling. But looking at Granada's team again, like as I said, I like it. You know, it's a strong forward line. He's hitting it hard. Uh, he's got pretty much all the key players. You got your double Sheffield United defense. You got Grealish. We've talked about Grealish already. He himself, Aguero, Bamiang. They're going to be KDB. He's got that. They're all going to be, uh, you know top owned players yeah. this week and good. look look at his team there Shane was like that's not too far away from what my team was looking like like with the likes of maybe mm-hmm. Alonso is Matt Arty in my team do you know that kind of way uh, yeah. like and I have Salah but no Jimenez you know so it's there's things there that are very similar but I like to look at that Granada and uh, what was the question could you give a quick analysis Analysis. Well, we have done that. We've, done We've that. just done it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Uh, I don't like the rain at pick in goals, but I mean, like, if it's a double game week and he's just going to be bench fodder, why not? I. I don't see him keeping a clean sheet either, but maybe they will. I have Rainer right now. I think. Uh, yeah. Well, if I'm bench boosting, he plays twice, so I should get like two to four points. Hopefully, he has one game at least where he gets a couple of saves, and I come out of it with like six. Yeah, so I'm looking good at good point. So it's not a bad show. The question is whether um, he plays or not, because there is uh, there is doubts on whether he'll be the starting keeper. Is Heaton back? Obviously, when he was I signed, back. I think there's another goalkeeper in the. I uh, know. I think he's he's second choice. I yeah. think if uh, we won't get we, we won't get bogged down in uh, in semantics or, or or conjecture, Seamus. Final draft the... team here. Okay, um, I think we're done with him then. 
Um, nuclear Adams at Adams underscore nuclear has asked us the best draft he's come up with so far. Do I really need Aguero just because he's a pretty good double game week record throughout the years, or can he fight without him? His team doesn't have Aguero at the moment. He's got Jimenez, Aubameyang, and Tammy Abraham. Another team that seems to think that Tammy Abraham is essential. I know they're playing Aston uh, Villa let's, and let's Villa defensive throw the, the E word out there so quickly, Seamus. Yeah, mm, the E word, essential. Oh, essential. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I uh, I don't know. I mean, Tammy Abram, maybe I'm overlooking something here. Maybe I need to be considering him more. But I think it's just I'm a plum. I'm not looking at that. I think it's a plum match against Villa. Villa have conceded so many fucking goals, you know? And they're thinking, yeah, maybe. I mean, for the price and considering how well Abram started the season, I don't think it's strange that people have him in there. But focusing on the, the Aguero part of his question, do you think Aguero's and... I hesitate to use the word. That's almost part of the word essential now in FPL. And I hesitate to use the word. Or I don't like the word, but essential. You know? Is Aguero no. a must-have? No. No. I don't have him in my draft team so far. No, fair enough. If I was free-hitting, I probably would. Well, fuck me very um, much then. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't have him in my team, but uh, he's great. If I could only afford Aubameyang or Aguero, I'd go Aubameyang. Okay. That's my own personal opinion. Um because I think Aubameyang is more likely to start both games. And uh, Aguero, again, I mentioned, I don't know what sort of... Mo- I mean, maybe I'm doing Man City a disservice. I don't know what their motivation would be to go out there and stack teams. Fair enough. Sharing his minutes with Jesus um, until match fitness is built back up. I think Pep Guardiola will be very conscious of that. Um, so unless they go into an early lead against Man City and they've got three or four by you know, the 50, 60 minutes, which they could do, yeah, or it could we just be as likely that they're not in their attacking groove and he's done nothing? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think he's essential. Yeah, he's got a good double game week, but most people don't. This is almost like a game week one fixture than anything else. And uh, yeah, I don't know if we all remember the game week one at this season, Raheem Sterling scored a hat trick. Yeah, well, there you have it. There you have it, Nuclear. Uh, Seamus is saying, does not feel that Aguero is completely necessary this week, and for me. Uh, if I was again, it's kind of it, it feels a bit repetitive. But if I was going into this with the option of wild card and right back out, I think I'd definitely be going in with Aguero. But if I wanted long term, uh, maybe I'd be happier, you know, without tearing up my team to get him in and and whatnot. But on saying that, I think I still think I'd go with Aguero ahead of Aubameyang to to go back to that chance. I think Aubameyang. It's very hard to kind of make a comment on these teams as well without knowing whether t- player, uh, people haven't mentioned if they're playing the bench boost or not. Um, if you're playing your bench boost, if you're not playing your bench boost, then you know, okay, you're going to be benching. Maybe Lascelles will be benching. You know, Cantwell, I don't know who. But um, if we're if, if they're playing their bench boost, they want to get as many players out as possible, then you want to, you know, fitting in Aguero there means having to downgrade, doing some serious downgrades somewhere else. I imagine if he's getting in Aguero here, it means he's downgrading Salah. I'm not yeah. totally against downgrading Salah. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. I think he's probably, uh, Nuclear's probably more than likely playing a bench boost with Leno and Pope in his goals. Uh, I don't know why he'd be. But because Pope is playing um, Man City away and it's his only picture. Yeah, possibly, possibly. But uh, is that the end of the, the drunk tank, James? That's all the questions here at the moment. Yeah, as I said, a lot of them work on rate my teams. And apologies to anyone there who doesn't like listening to rate my teams. You don't normally do them, but just to give a bit of feedback on more so the players and then we didn't go through everyone's team in detail yeah. but um, I think you kind of get a good idea of what players people are looking at yeah I was happy to to do a bit of rating my team for this episode because it kind of gives us an insight into what other players are thinking you know and a quick shout out to FPL Rossi there who didn't have a question because he doesn't have a clue what he's doing yet uh, welcome to the club Rossi you know <laughs> uh, so that's the drunk tech done Seamus I do believe we're going to not look at the mini league in this episode because we still haven't really figured out what the fuck we're going to do with that. So the the FBL hangover mini league, we will come back to that. We still have to make a, a proper decision. I know that we have a lot to catch up on over the next couple of weeks. I know schedule wise, there's going to be, uh, it's going to be all over the place. I mean, I think the next game week starts on the Tuesday, I believe. Uh, next week, so game week thirty ends on the Monday, and game week Tuesday is is kicking off on on Tuesday the twenty third. So, where the fuck we record a podcast? 
is beyond me. <laughs> I mean, maybe we do it on the Sunday. Maybe we do it on the Monday. We're going to have to let uh, the tides of FPL carry us. If we do it on the Sunday, there's like a match. Everton-Liverpool is on at 7pm on Sunday. Mm. Um, so you're talking to late Sunday. Yeah, we'll have to figure it out. So this is going to be something to just keep an eye on Twitter, I think, for I think everything's going to be up in the air. We could do a fucking live stream next Sunday. God knows what we're going, what we could do. There is options right now. We're going to be playing loosey goosey, and we're going to wrap it up there. I want to thank everyone for sending in questions. If you want to reach out to us, you can get us uh, at FBL Hangover on Twitter. You can also get us on Gmail at FBL Hangover at gmail.com. Seamus, you're on Twitter. Yes, I'm at FPL Drunk. There we go, and we've we've wrapped. We're wrapping up our first remote podcast, Seamus. How does it feel? Yeah, it felt good. It felt good. It didn't uh, feel right. We've always prided ourselves on like, oh, we're that podcast that are actually sitting in the same room as each other. Mm. But now we're kind of forced to uh, infections, worldwide infections to do this um, remotely. But uh, yeah. I think it's went well. Yeah, interesting. I, I wonder if it'll carry over into the audio format, I guess. I guess we'll see. Hopefully the audio quality is still decent. Uh, but yeah, we will wrap it up there. I want to wish everyone an enjoyable game week 30. I believe there's something you usually wish people. Yeah, I usually say, may you hours be green, folks. God bless. <laughs>